Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Mickey James remember Jerry Jarrett, who passed away at the age of 80. And who better to talk about Jerry Jarrett but the mouth of the South, Hall of Famer, Jimmy Hart. Also, we get into NXT from last night. JC James and her promo after the boot heard around the world last week. And also, we talk about how fans' mood has changed towards Braun Breaker. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. You talk about legends and somebody who has definitely been an influence on me and my career, the one and only Jimmy Hart. Jimmy, Good morning, and sorry for the loss of your friend, and thank you for coming on to share some stories on Jerry Jarrett. Well, thank you guys for calling me, but, you know, this is so devastating. Can you realize in the last two months, the young man from the Briscoes has gone. We've had Lanny Poffel pass away, Jerry Lawler with a stroke, uh, who's doing better, by the way, and then now uh, Jerry Jarrett. It's just devastating. It's crazy. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, Jimmy, and and obviously with with Jerry Jarrett, obviously a full life. Eighty is still very young, uh, this day and age. But you know, with some of the other uh, people that you mentioned, so young, and um, I just I'm just glad, you know, Jimmy, that we have the opportunity to celebrate his life and career uh, this morning on Busted Open. And the first person we thought of was you, because you were such a big part of that Memphis territory. Well, you know, I got to tell you guys this, uh, and I'm going to try to be a little up tempo, Jimmy Hart. I think I've got my tears shed already. I've, it was so devastating when Jerry Lawler told me about this the other morning, and then Deborah Jarrett, his wife, called me yesterday, and uh, we we talked for a few minutes. But about three nights ago, out of the blue, Jerry Jarrett called me, and he goes, "Jimmy, how you started out?" Yeah, he goes, "Jerry Jarrett." I said, "Yeah, I know it. Hey, how you doing, boss?" He goes, "I just wanted to call you and tell you." how much we love you, and how much you did for our territory. And I said, no, what you did for me. He said, when Jerry Lawler broke his leg, Jimmy, he said, it's in my book, so I'm not telling you offhand. He said, it's in my little book. He said, but Jimmy Hart carried this territory on his back, you know, for over a year till the Lawler could come back. Because in our time, Jerry Lawler was the best baby face, but he was the best heel, but he couldn't fight himself, you know. And so 
like I said before, that meant so much to me. And I said, no, it was all the great people you put around me that made me better. But we had such a great talk, and he was so awesome, and I learned so many things from him. If I may, I'm going to read a list here. I sat down last night here in my room. I've done in Fort Lauderdale shooting a little commercial down here. And I was up here, and I just kind of jotted a few names. I'm probably going to leave out a few, but if I may have just a few seconds to, to read some of the people off that came through there. And some of them I was lucky enough to manage. Dig this. The gentleman a while ago said, you know, Stone Cold and The Undertaker. But Jerry the King Lauder, Bill Dundee, Jimmy Valiant, Joel LaDuke, Killer Carl Krupp, Coco Beware, Austin Idol, The Road Warriors, Terry and Dory Funk, Jack and Jerry Briscoe, Jeff Jarrett, Porkchop Cash, Plowboy Frazier, Jim Neidhart, King Kong Bundy, The Iron Sheik, The Moondogs, uh, Sting and Warrior, Blade Runners, uh, Jimmy Cornette, oh, awesome, Paul Heyman, tremendous, Downtown Bruno, Paul Ellering, um, we had Dr. D, David Schultz, Dennis Condry, Bobby Eaton, uh, Wayne Ferris, Tommy Rich, Rick Rude, Nick Botwinkle, Eddie Gilbert, Andy Kaufman, and these are people that were in the territory for a while, too. Sid Vicious, Rocky Johnson, Ken Patera, Sonny King, Don and, Al, uh, Don and Ron Bass, Jackie Fargo, he worked with us a lot, too. Uh, Randy Savage, Lanny Poffo, The Rock, Nasty Boys, Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, The Fabulous Ones, Rick Flair off and on, Dutch Mantel, and of course, Terry Bollea, Hulk Hogan, and uh, Terry Taylor, and Jacques Rougeau. And I know I'm leaving out a ton of people, but uh, I just sat down and I kind of went through my mind with some of the people I was lucky enough to go to the ring with and people that came into our territory back in the day because of, of, of Jerry Jarrett. Wow. That is an impressive list. Uh, Jimmy, what year did you start in uh, Memphis? I, I think it was 79. I just came off tour. I'd finished my last big tour with Dick Clark and all them, and our group was kind of in shambles. We were changing some members around and stuff, and Jerry Jarrett called me on the phone. Uh, no, excuse me. Jerry Lawler called me on the phone and said, Jimmy, would you help me with a wrestling album? And they didn't know that I always watched wrestling growing up as, as a small Jimmy Hart. Anyhow, my uncle JB in, Memphis, in Mississippi used to take me to the wrestling when he'd bring me down for my little two-week vacation when I was in school, and I'd go to the matches down there. So I fell in love with it back then. And I said, God, I'd love to do this album with you. So I got to meet Jerry Lauder for the first time, even though I saw him on Memphis TV. And we came down, we cut an album together. And then the next thing you know, he got with Jerry Jarrett and said, why don't we use Jimmy when he's not playing in the band to do promotion for us? So I started doing ring announcing to some of the town, putting window cards up. I used to drive uh, some of the little people, I want to be politically correct, call the little people around when they would come in for two or three or four months, and I'd drive them around to some of the towns. And the next thing you know, I'm helping set the ring up. I'm doing everything, working in concession stand, helping Lauder sell his merchandise and programs. And then the, the lucky break coming from Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lauder when they asked me to be Lauder's manager and we shot the major angle well, Bill Dundee. And the next thing you know, I'm on TV and the next week, I'm wrestling in in, in, a, in a match, you know? Uh, and so it was just crazy how everything opened the door and happened for me. Wow. That's wild when you think about it. Paying your dues and learning on the fan. job. On the yeah. job training. Right. Well, Memphis you know, style, I, like baby. A, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I apologize. Go ahead. No, I just said it's Memphis style. It's, it's awesome. I mean, you really think about where we talk about um, – Jerry Jarrett, like, you know, the story of Jerry Lawler as well. Like he drew cartoons and then, Hey, you want to do this? And he got his foot in the door, but they're fans. And then given opportunities by think of all the, like you said it, all the, the men that you manage were given opportunities by Jerry. 
And that's well, an amazing that he saw this talent in people, you know, and, and I said it before, you know, everything that he did with Memphis, he did it twice because then he also started TNA. I mean, unheralded uh, what this man has done in the industry. Well, and you know what, too? I just when I came in, he said, I want you to be Jimmy Hart. He said, forget about the 1001 joke books and everybody tells jokes and everything. He said, I want you to be Jimmy Hart. This is about music. This is the guy that came from a, a music business that had a legit million-seller record, three or four albums out, toured with Dick Clark, the Beach Boys, so on and so on. And he said, I just want you to be up-tempo. I want you to be you. He said, I'll always give you a little line what maybe we direction we're going in. But he said, I want you to use your own verbiage, do your own interviews and be yourself. And that's what he let me do. You know, I've only had two promoters in my whole life and that's Jerry Jarrett and Vince McMahon, you know, and, and two great territories I had. Of course, I went to WCD, WCW, which was great later on, but I started in Memphis and the next phone call I got was from Vince McMahon and I went to New York and had the run there. So I've just been so blessed and so lucky to be around some, some of the biggest names in this business and some of the greatest minds in this business. You know, Jimmy, I was talking earlier about how Jerry Jarrett broke away from Nick Goulas and they had the number one show on Channel 13, and then he took wrestling to Channel 5, and then right away, uh, Channel 5 became the number one channel in Memphis. Did, it, and please, obviously, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't your didn't your mom work for Channel 5? She sure did. She was, uh, you know, my mother did three or four jobs. I was the only child, and, you know, uh, growing up, you know, she worked two or three jobs to support me and her. We had, like, a little one room efficiency. When I went to school, I had to work every day at a grocery store to buy my clothes and food and everything. Cause we struggle the whole time, you know? And so nothing was ever easy for either one of us. And so she took a job, a second job at, at channel five WMC TV. And so she was on the, um, you know, on the front desk there, along with another lady named Dottie. And so they kind of shared back and forth. So she was a major part of it. But, uh, you know, my mother always supported my music career and my wrestling. She loved it, too. And she was always a major supporter of me because together, that's all we had was just me and her, you know, at the time. And so I felt like wrestling was was really my family uh, more than the music business. You know, I was lucky to be in it. But uh but the Jerry Lawlers, the Jerry Jarrett's, all the people I got to manage. Can I, before they went to New York, can I, I managed the Iron Sheik in Memphis, Rick Rude in Memphis, King Kong Bundy, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. You know, I had a little stint with the Road Warriors before Paul Ellering. I managed Paul Ellering down there, you know. And so I look back on everything. Randy Savage, I managed him off and on in Memphis with Lanny, you know. And so, like I said, I was just kind of going through my mind last night. Was, you know, it's the old the old saying, you know, it's hard to kill a memory, and it sure is. And, you know, I just had – it was just like a family to me and still really is, you know. I used to take Jerry uh, – Jeff Jarrett. They would fly him down from uh, Henderson, Tennessee, and I'd pick him up and take him uh, to to a basketball practice for Memphis State. He was a great basketball player, and Jeff wanted to be play basketball. So I'd pick him up at the airport, and this is the height of our TV. And Jeff always says, can, I, can you believe this? I'm taking the number one heel in Memphis is taking me to basketball practice, you know. But um, – there was such a great family down there that we had. Jimmy, do you have a favorite angle that you ever did in, in Memphis? I mean, you were a part of it all. And like you said, uh, Jerry acknowledged that you carried the company when, when they needed you the most. Um, but did you have a favorite angle and like uh, that you could talk about? Well, once again, out of tragedy, how this angle started was uh, Jerry Lawler broke his leg playing football. Okay. 
And so Jerry Jarrett called me, and he goes, Jimmy, were you playing football with Jerry? And I said, no, sir. I said, you told us not to do it as much as I wanted to. And he goes, well, good, because you still got a job. But he said, let me just tell you something. I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky uh, this Tuesday. And he said, we're fixing to put a rocket on you, and we're fixing to turn this territory around. Because if we don't, we could be out of business. Because like I said before, Jerry Lauder was the hottest heel, but the hottest baby face at the time whenever he wanted to switch and turn. So we went to um, Louisville, Kentucky snowing outside we got to the days in that's where we stayed back in the days in you know cheap rates you know you know what tommy you know uh yes. so we had to, we were up there we put a mattress took it up put it up against the wall lance russell came up because this was really i was on tv but i was really just behind jerry lauder chewing gum going you're right king you're the best king you're awesome you know that was all i was really doing you know and so that was my first time on tv so we set the mattress in back and he said jimmy this is what we're going to do. And he told me what, how we were going to present this, and I was going to crown the new king of Memphis wrestling. And so, buddy, we went to uh, TV, live TV. I mean, you couldn't stop on TV go, can I take that over again? And so what he wanted me to kind of go through and say, he said, but do it in your own words. So I went on Memphis TV live, and Lance Russell said, you know, Jimmy, uh, we want to find out about Jerry the King Lawler. You're his confidant, so please, can you tell the fans here, whether you liked him or not, what's happening with the king? And I said, Jerry who? And I said, Jerry Lawler is no use to Jimmy Hart anymore. He's in the Baptist Hospital. Lawler, you're looking at this. But I said, what do you do when a horse breaks his leg? Oh, my God. I wish I'd have never said it because that got my jaw broken later on by accident, but months and months later. But what happened, we crowned the new king of Memphis. It was going to be uh, – Precious Paul Ellering, uh, I think handsome Jimmy Valiant, um, maybe King Kong Bundy so long ago. So I went out there, and uh, we crowned the new king of Memphis wrestling. It was Precious Paul Ellering. And then we had handsome Jimmy come out, who the people loved anyhow. You know, handsome with all this talk. You know, Mick Jagger gave me this watch. You know, uh, Elvis Presley gave me this ring. You know, all the gaga goo goo. But people loved that down in Memphis. So um, I crowned Paul Ellering. We got in the ring, and we started whipping Dundee with a belt. And I said, Handsome Jimmy, come get you some, baby. Come on out. This is your time. Handsome came out. Of course, you know what happened. He took the belt from me and started whipping us. And then we went around the territory for the next three months. We'll sell out business with me and uh, Paul Ellering against um, Handsome Jimmy and Bill Dundee. And so that was probably the best thing we did besides the Andy Kaufman stuff, too. But once again, from tragedy, Jimmy Hart's the door opened for me. Uh, to let people know what I could really do because of Jerry Jarrett gave me the football and let me run with it, you know? Nice. Yeah, Jimmy, as you're as you're explaining, I can remember like uh, <laughs> handsome Jimmy Valiant with the big sunglasses on, like the oversized sunglasses with the kiss jacket. Say, Ace Freely gave me this kiss jacket. I yes, was on tour. Yes, like he yes. was so good. He, oh my gosh, that was such a good. That was such a good time in pro wrestling. And, and Jimmy, I promise because you're always so good um, with your time. You always come on in, in these moments to you. Nobody does it better. Uh, you know, giving a tribute to a legend like Jerry Jarrett, like you were able to do. I promise we're going to get you on in better times. Cause I, I'd love to get you on where we could joke and just reminisce. And you're, you're one of the true legends in this business. And I always appreciate uh, your kind words about this show and that you listen and, we truly appreciate and love you, and thank you for the time this morning. 
well, before y'all go, and I just want to thank y'all for everything you do for, and I'm really, I'm not trying to suck up. I'm just being truthful. This radio show has been tremendous. I listen to it all the time and everybody on it brings something very special to the table. But one last thing, you know, Jared always let me do my music too. We, we shot all of our videos down there. Like we hate school, Lance Russell's nose and all the Gaga Goo Goo stuff. But the last thing he said to me that night is him and Deborah. He goes, well, Jimmy, he said, I wish I could come down there so we could watch WrestleMania together. He still loved the business, you know? And so he was looking forward to that, but I love you guys. Thank you for having me on. And I hate to kind of choke up a little bit on this, but it's been pretty hard with, with the thing that happened to Jerry a few days ago. And I went to see him. He's doing better. And now the, um, the thing with, the, with, with Jerry Jarrett. So it's been very emotional for me, but I love y'all guys so much. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Jimmy. You. Thanks for the update on the King. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. NFL fans, right now on the SXM app, hear in-depth coverage of your team with the Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. It's all the analysis, all the breakdowns that matter to you, hosted by the players who played for your team and the fans who eat, sleep, and breathe it. 32 diehard fan bases, 32 podcasts. The Believe Podcast Network on Sirius XM. B-L-E-A-V. Search Believe in, followed by your team on the SXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll try to transition here. 
um, into NXT. And we had JC Jane on the show um, earlier this week. And obviously, uh, the boot heard round the world on Gigi <laughs> Dolan, Mickey. And uh, we heard from JC for the first time uh, last night on NXT. And, you know, she said on the show on Monday, Mickey, that she was always, she always felt like a third wheel. That, you know, she loves Mandy, but Mandy was the head of that stable. And then more people were talking about Gigi. She just felt like a third wheel, Mickey. And, you know, I think after that boot and after that promo from last night, I don't think she's ever going to be a third wheel again. I don't think so. And I could feel like there was a lot of realness in that promo, because when you think about a group or you think about any like real faction, there's always like the one that's perceived as the top dog, the, the, the star. And then there's the other one that, Oh, she has tons or they have tons of potential. Yep. And then the other one is typically the workhorse and they don't always get the love. And so it's cool to see from like that real perspective of like, no, I am the best actually. And now I'm going to show you I'm the best. I like, I, I, appreciate that appreciate that side of it yeah and she, and has she more definitely had now and yeah no she had that swagger last night it was good to hear from her it was good to hear from her on the show because mm -hmm. again like before that boot you know our you know radio stations our tv outlets interviewing jc jane they're probably not but now after that boot, Mickey, she grabbed everybody's attention. And she said something in, in her promo last night that definitely grabbed my attention. And it's 100% true. You know, there's a lot of stars in NXT that we talk about a lot here on Busted Open. But she said it. She goes, this whole week, nobody was talking about Braun Breaker. Nobody was talking mm -hmm. about, you know, Roxanne Perez. Nobody, they were talking about me. And Mickey, that's what you have to do. And now she's on that next level. Yeah, there's no lie about that. Uh, and you see that Gigi's going to be out for a while now. Yep. After that beatdown, it's not like she's just out for a week and then, but she's going to be out for a bit. And I think it has a, it gives it like some real steam behind JC to really now she has to back up what she's going to say. She's going to make a name for herself for JC Jane. Then let's see it. There's a lot of great promo work going on in the wrestling industry, both male and female. Uh, I loved her promo because normally after something like that, what do you want to hear this person's um, mission statement? The why. Why did I do what I did? If I could give her a helpful piece of advice, I listened to her on the radio. She was more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I know being in television, because at times I felt she was either nervous, which rightfully so you're going to be, but also pause for emphasis. Mm -hmm. When she called her the Janetti, stop, because that's a Let heavy line. Yeah. And she has it. She has all the tools to be the Mandy. And her attitude, her swagger, what were we talking about with Jerry Jarrett? A personal issue. But she, I made, she made me feel for her in a way that, man, this person is right. But yeah. then guess Justified. what? She, she smartly turned it on the fans. Mm -hmm. She did a great job, but it's pausing for emphasis. 
Mm-hmm. And when you're in the WWE and you're in that WWE universe, I mean, from Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Sami Zayn, you have all those these great things, but then also go outside the box. I would, if I was to teach people how to talk, or if I'm teaching just a, a group of women, I'm going to go to Mickey James' last rodeo promo in Texas yep. because she had me hooked. And the moment she walked through that curtain, I was like, oh my God, that was great. Okay. And shut up. Um, <clears throat> it's she, but she paused when she had to pause. And she, even if she got lost because she had so many real emotions going on, she t- did great things to engage the people to bring them in. Cause that's what Mickey does. She has this uh, amazing personality for people to love her. Yep. And if it's the opposite and you're speaking for emphasis, you push them away with your words and how you stand. And like, I, I seriously, I've gone back and watched that promo so many times because I watched what she did. And even when she doesn't realize, cause she's friggin' crazy Mickey, but then she also pulls it in because that's the natural talent that she has. And that's my only critique because you are a star young lady. And when you pause, it's for emphasis. And when they always say wrestling, slow down, slow down, even in some of your promos, slow down because Mm -hmm. it will mean so, so much more, but great job that you did last night. And you are hundred percent correct. Everybody was talking about you Mm -hmm. and that will continue and you'll get those opportunities and you will be the star of NXT if you continue on the path that we just saw a glimpse of last night. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, wow. as you're talking about it and describing it, Tommy, like when she took the mic and that promo started last night, I felt like at the beginning, at the beginning, it was a little bit too over the top. Like she was being you know, like too much like a character, like she was being a little too snarky, like, but then as she started to get a little bit more comfortable and more comfortable mm-hmm. with what she's saying, it got a little bit more personal. That's when she started talking about like, hey, you know, being the third wheel, uh, you know, about everybody was talking about her. And, and, and I actually, as that promo went on, the more I started to hate J.C. Jane. Like, you know, the more that like, it's like, all right, this is somebody that, you know, I, I want to boo. And then you started hearing the boos get louder and louder at the performance center. Like that that's how you do it. And 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 Tommy's hundred percent right, Mickey. Like your promo got me to, you know, pay my way to Atlanta to see you in a ring with Jordan Grace to capture that impact knockouts championship. Like that's what gets people to want to buy a ticket, to buy a pay-per-view. You're 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 somebody, Mickey, um, that definitely gets people emotionally involved in everything that you do and everything you say because you get personal with your fans. And I felt like JC did get personal last night in the opposite way to make me hate her. And and I really thought she did a tremendous job last night. Yeah, I thought she did a tremendous job too. And thank you guys. That's really kind of you to say. It's really, really kind of you to say. But it took a long time to even be comfortable like that so i can feel and i find it's a very common thing it's not just nxt it's across the board that a lot of people feel the need to come out and like yell on the microphone or like do this wrestler voice yeah if you 
And that's what the breaths are like, just even t- making the, letting those things breathe. And that we kind of step on our own reactions sometimes. And it takes a long time to kind of just learn to relax. And I think we still all get, I still get nervous when I go out there to cut a promo because it's a lot different than wrestling a match because you're trying to take them on a story and keep them engaged to the story that you're telling. Um, and so that would, you know, that's always my only, you know, my note is like to start, don't, you don't have to start, come out the gate. Yeah. Start super hot because then people are just like, ah, so if you can make them pay attention and take them on a story with you. But yeah, I think JC has an opportunity to really be the JC Jane. She wants to be, you know, to, to not just Mandy Rose, she can come way beyond that because she has the talent and the skills. And I think this is a really her breakout moment, her breakout chance to really make the most of it. I, that's what I hope for. My, when I used to speak, I used to hate talking in front of the camera and my, my go-to was speed. Mm-hmm. Say what I had to say and get out. And I watched some of those things and I'm just like, man, I was horrible. And thankfully I had coaches and I had one of the greatest coaches of all time, Paul Heyman mm-hmm. and then Terry Funk and then Mick Foley, slow it down. Yeah. Um, and, and when I, I also, we say these things that think about, we just had, Jimmy Hart on this show. Mm-hmm. And w- what was one of your favorite angles, Jimmy? Well, I got to cut this promo about Jerry Lawler. Not- His yeah. favorite thing of all that he did was cutting a promo, mm-hmm. which changed the trajectory of the business for a company that the man that we're honoring today came up with. But he was like, like Jimmy said, he was handed the football and he ran with it. And scored a touchdown. JC, you scored a touchdown as well last night. Yeah. But think about that. All these great things. I mean, he's managed world champions. He, he's been there for title changes. And my fit was a promo. Mm-hmm. And old school Memphis talking them in. The best part about what you could say last night, if I'm her, is the people were listening to you. You know how I know the people were? There was no what? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Stupidity. I'm a jerk. I'm an asshole face. What? No, there was none of that. They were sitting and listening to you. They wanted to know the why. They wanted to know the what. And they were listening to your story and they didn't like you. Great job. Job well done. Yeah. And then just continue along that path. And everything that you ever wanted in your career will happen right in front of your eyes. Yeah. It's it's that simple. We know how they think of how they also ended NXT with a promo and how humble this one young lady was Roxanne Perez that after they just won a match and she said it without a microphone Mm -hmm. and she's a quiet and she was like, it would be my honor. And then she bows to this Japanese legend. Hello, take my money. Mm -hmm. And after all the action that we saw, which was great. Nope. I want to see this now. I know I want to see this. It's that simple. It's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say, uh, it wasn't, it was a hell of a promo and it did exactly what you said, because I was going to say the same thing about Braun Breaker's promo. Cause he came out hot. We're going to get like, into that. Mickey. Sorry. I, but I was going to say, which I'm excited to see gender by the way, anyway, sidebar, but it was like, it was hot right out of the gate kind of thing. But I, yeah, that the end was awesome. But I think that how I learned, and this is my, always my go-to piece of advice for anyone who's trying to master their promos and this was something that was told to me so it's not my piece of not and i'm trying to remember 
who told me this is, but mirror work. And like mirror work is one of those things that I try to do in the morning of just affirmations or just trying to feel good about yourself, mental health, all those things, but mirror work in the sense of your character. If you as a, as a character can look in the mirror and cut a pro and you can make yourself believe it and take the time. And it just kind of, you watch your face, you watch what you're saying. And if, if you don't believe it, how are you going to make the people believe it? Yep. Right. So, um, yeah, that was very helpful for me. Very, My, very what I would always tell a lot of people, and I know in developmental, I've told, if you have a fear, you need to conquer it no matter right. what that fear is, because in this business, it'll be exploited. Mm-hmm. for me. And, and listen, this isn't, I always say this, this isn't just like about professional wrestling. People have to give uh, presentations at work. They have to do right. all these things. They have to speak to their bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, Hey, I want to raise. Well, why should I get a raise? Because I deserve it. No, you have to go in there and cut a frigging promo. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always say your rear view mirror because you can see your eyes. And if wherever that camera is, if you look into that lens you will see the reflection of your own eyes and then you're just that person sitting in your car and there's nobody else around right and you will just be laser focused on your promo right and it's it's nothing and then you learn like the mickey james nuances the tommy dreamers you walk around you're a host at a place you're you're the lead singer in a concert you know and it's just like Hey, everybody, you know, what's up, San Diego? Yeah, man, I was driving down Route 4. Oh, my God, I drove down Route 4. <laughs> and, and it's that engagement of the people. Yeah. So, And she did a great job. She really, really did. But these are all just little things that, you know, and, and again, I always love to come full circle because I'm a crazy person. Like when Jimmy Hart, like I was like, holy crap. And then we were segueing to something we saw last night. It's still as simple as good versus bad and we heard from bad and hopefully we can't wait to see good return just right. like when he said jerry the king lawler is gonna be gone gg's gone and when she comes back we're gonna have another ass kicker mm-hmm. it's such beautiful it's beautifulness and it's simple that's it's it's awesome that's why it's an art Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. Tommy, let me ask you first. Are you getting the same feeling I'm feeling about the fan base and Braun Breaker? I will say this, and I will say this. I'm not speaking for them, but we have said this before. When you booed John Cena, you were wrong. When you booed Roman Reigns, you were wrong. When you boo Braun Breaker, you are wrong. And... Don't know how it started. I understand kind of it's maybe it started at uh, Vengeance where they were cheering a little bit. It was a split crowd, David. It was split. I, I, there was I would say it was 50 50 for Braun and, and Grayson Waller. Yes. When you're at that level and the business has changed back in the day, there was a lot of people who would um, 
use their clout to not let some of the talent succeed. And it has been in my generation and it's been in generations before. When you're at the level, uh, especially at NXT, when a company chooses you to be that person, it's not that wrestler's choice. They're happy to go along, but they see there's talent. They see that this person can do all these different things. And if you're for some reason a hater for somebody's success, I don't understand that um, because two things, if they start, oh, well, let's, we got to turn him baby uh, heel because the fans are booing him. Don't know if he could be a great heel. And then the other part of it is it also could wreck the performer's confidence. Mm-hmm. I think he could survive. Um, but if a company wants you one way and you're going, you know, the fans are giving you another reaction, they also may just say, hey, let's go with somebody else, especially on that level. You are 100% wrong for booing him because he's super yeah. duper talented. My one thing I would say, he at times needs to show a little bit of humility. And, you know, the greatest of all will show that they have weakness. Right. And when you're a top act, if you show a little bit of weakness, you know, I exactly. And I say this all the time. Superman, he's humble. He's he doesn't want his identity known. He wears glasses. Stupidest disguise of all time. But what does he have? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. (laughs) He has kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And then when kryptonite doesn't work, you know what? Oh, this girl called Lois. I got a crush on her. I don't want anything to happen to Lois. These are things where, and if you're writing for him, booking for him, you know, he, he did something great when like the fans were booing him. Like he kind of cracked a joke. My one thing I also don't understand is why acknowledge it? Because it's a handful of an audience. And then the more you do it, it, it spreads like wildfire. I've watched it happen live and <laughs> I, I watched it happen to Taz. The entire building was cheering for Taz and somebody yelled, Taz, you suck. And Taz acknowledged the guy and started cutting a heel promo on him. And then the whole building started turning on him. And this is when they love Taz. And Paul Heyman cut a scathing promo on Taz in the back. What did you do that for? Blah, 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 blah. And right then and there, I was just like, holy crap. I just learned another lesson. Yeah. You're always going to have somebody who doesn't like you. That's cool. Probably because those people don't like themselves or they think they're cool. Well, people who hate on successful people are more like fear-based people anyway, because they don't have the courage to go out and get their own. I always think that like if you're hating on someone strictly because of their success, then that has more to do with you than that person always. Yeah. Right. Brown breaker did not get his spot because of his father, because of right. his uncle. Um, he paid his dues rapidly. Mm-hmm. He's a really good athlete. He's a really good wrestler. He has messed up and failed sometimes, but mm-hmm. what does a true superstar do? They dust themselves off and they continue. But if you're the chosen one, especially down there, you're chosen there for a reason because you're that talented. And I look at it like, hey, my local sports team, there's everybody in Philadelphia loves, you know, Jalen Hurts. 
He's our, he lost. Am I going to boo him? No. If you're a Chiefs fan, yay, we're going to, we love what happened, but you can't knock their success. You got to say, wow, that, what a, what a great Super Bowl I had. What a yeah. great performer I had. Both guys mm-hmm. gave it their all. If yeah. literally, whether a bad call or not, but who are we going to pick to be the MVP of this game? Mm-hmm. Because both, oh, well, I got to go with the winner. And that's, it was as simple as that. So if you're going, I'm telling you, just like Mark and Bully and Mickey, um, if you're booing them, you're wrong. Well, I think it's become a cult, whole culture to boo the guy that they that they feel like is getting the rocket put on them. But they still, even with getting the rocket, you still have to deliver, you know, and he's done that. I also think it makes it particularly hard, and this is across the board, when you have such a charismatic heel that gets heat but then when they say they're going to do all of these things and then they actually go out there and do them you know so then they back up what they say so not only you know it's hard with cool heels because not only are they saying all the things that we want to say they're doing all the things we want to do you know it it, you want to you end up wanting to like this cool heel more than you want to like your baby face sometimes so um I mean, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I do find that even as because I've been a baby face most of my career, you know, and I've been a heel and a cool heel. But it is it does make it more difficult on the baby face. Yeah, but Uh, Mickey, I'm going to jump in and, and, and I hate to disagree with you, Tommy, but I do on this point. And Mickey, you know, you just said something that you've been a baby face pretty much your whole career. But you've been a relatable babyface. Like fans could relate to you. Like emotionally, we can get involved in you. It's very difficult to do that with Braun Strowman. Like it, it's it's Braun it's Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. It's very difficult. Yeah, right. yeah. Because and he's so two different you need types of opponents. We're two yeah. different types of opponents. Like Braun is a very dominant babyface. Like he's a very strong babyface, and uh, in that sense, whereas I never was that. I always had to fight from underneath. And then like Brown and Brown Breaker, it's 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 very unrelatable, and he and it's he's indestructible, like, and that's kind of the things that happened with John Cena and his heyday, heyday too, because they used to call him Super Cena, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like, man, you just can't cr- you just can't crack this guy, and I think that's the same thing with Brown Breaker right now. It's just like it's very, he's just not relating with the audience because at some point you do have to fight from behind. He's always on top. And he always wins every match. And he always is like kind of like the same promos every time that he goes out there that's unrelatable to the crowd. Like, I'm not saying hate on the guy, but I can understand a little bit where the fans are finding somebody else to get behind because it's very difficult to get behind Braun Breaker right now. Okay, so we turn him heel. Then he's going to be a dominant heel. I'm not saying that you have to turn him heel, but like, to, to what Mickey's point said, at some point he's got to fight from behind just a little bit. At some point you got to put an obstacle in his way that he's got to overcome, and the fans got to say, "Can he overcome?" I don't know if he can overcome this. Like at some point that has to happen. That hasn't happened to him yet since he's yes, been with NXT. Well, he, well, that's why I start off my saying being humble and having kryptonite. Or Lois Lane. Yes. He does need that. That's not on him. That's also on the booking. Um, and if you think about, honestly, I don't know, 305 pounds, six foot eight, Hulk Hogan. 
unstoppable force. And yes, it was a different time. He sold. He had vulnerability. Yes. He had that all. And then when he blew his Hulkamania comeback, yes, after probably five years, it happened. Braun Breaker has been champion for almost a year. Don't know when he debuted. So here's a guy who's probably about a year and a half that we've seen on television. I'm also talking about a baby face that's confidence was almost crushed because I would go out there and again, much different time. I looked the part, but yet the fans, because I was also in Philadelphia and thankfully I had good booking and I always had humility, but I would go out there and just be like, man, why don't these people like me? And it was hard and it's taxing mentally. And this is before even social media where then everyone will tell you that you suck. Yeah. And then once I got it, cool. Now I understand it, but we're talking about somebody like, all right, Dave, let me ask you this. Who could be your face of the company? Think about it. All the people that come and go, who would be your face? I said Grayson Waller because he's so entertaining right. could be the person to beat him. But, OK, once he gets there, then what? Well, I mean, that's why it's so difficult to have a face. I don't know if you can have a face for NXT because at some point they're going to leave. Right. I mean, like, well, he's been there almost a year, like I said, as a champion. I think it's true. But call. this time next year, this at this time next year. Braun Breaker is not going to be on NXT. He's going to be on the main well, roster. Carmelo Hayes you know is going to be on the main roster. Be? Like, go ahead. Another reason why that could be. Let's. It's time to call him up. And then guess what happened? NXT faithful, you lost him. And why did you lose him? Because you started to boo him. Well, maybe it's time to move him to the main roster yeah. before the boo the boo the boo birds get even louder. All right, when we come back, boo birds the boo birds. <laughs> the boo birds, Mickey, are starting to get loud. Oh, uh, boo birds. Look at I I forgot the guy's fucking name. I called him Braun Strowman. Cool. <laughs> Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.